I'm going to read through 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And then I've got, I feel, a word that God gave me specifically about this for us tonight. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says this, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in this world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claims to be a prophet, acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to the world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. And those who know God, listen to us. And if they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. And that's how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. So the question tonight is, who do you listen to? We've got to recognize in our world and in, in our understanding of the gospel message that there's people out there that are telling us how to live our lives every single day. You guys know that there are specific avenues of marketing and those kind of things. They have done so much research about the human brain and the way that we receive information that literally, even down to the very colors people advertise and market with, there's a specific reason and a specific purpose and all those kind of things. For instance, fast food chains, right? They, they like to market with red and yellow. Have you noticed that, right? So McDonald's... Red and yellow, in and out, red and yellow, Carl's Jr., naked girls. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, uh, but the idea behind this is we take uh, our ideas and our minds gravitate to certain things when we have certain colors. Um, Costco does the same thing. All of their things are like blues and reds and whites and crisp and clean and sharp and all that kind of stuff. And even down to electing our next president. There was a a long time ago, they started figuring out if you wear this kind of clothes, even down to your tie, this is what it looks like in your lapel pin. And you have to be done like this. And this is how you have to come across. And because everyone in our world is trying to sell us something, sell us on something, communicate something to us. Everything in our world, people are trying to tell us what to buy, what to do, where to go, what makes us right, what makes us wrong, all of those things. So the question for me and the question that John brings up here is, who do you listen to? Because there's so many messages out there. We've got to be cautious that we're hearing the right ones. And, and here's what I would encourage us with tonight. When, when John starts out again, and, and if you read through this, this first John as a letter, and you just read it from beginning to end, it's kind of like a bunch of little pamphlets about really important topics. So the, the topic for this evening would be, who do you listen to? And he says, dear friends, don't believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You need to test them and see where the word comes from. 
How many of you have ever gotten some really bad advice from well-intended people? Anybody? Okay, there's like three of you. Really? How many of you have ever gotten bad advice from well-intended people? Okay, this is like a talkback church, all right? So we want to communicate with one another. And, and there's a lot of people who have good intention. And they want to tell you, oh man, if you just did this, oh, it would really change your day. And the truth of it is, maybe for them that works. But for some of us, good intended, well-intended people have kind of led us down some funky paths at different times. And so I want to encourage you tonight to be careful who you're listening to. Because not everybody, even when they say they have your best intentions in mind, not everybody always gives the right responses. And not everybody always gives the right advice. We've got to be careful and we've got to test that. And so when John says, you have to know where the Spirit comes from. Where are they coming from? What are they doing? Because there's a lot of false prophets in the world. He's specifically speaking about people who are trying to teach them about the Word of God. And, and we've talked about this before, but specifically at that time, there were a group of people coming in, and they had just enough information about Jesus and just enough information about the Gospel that they would then mix in their own ideas and their own thoughts and, and kind of like a new age persona kind of idea in there. And they would meld those together and they were confusing the message of the cross. And they were saying things like, yeah, Jesus is cool, but he's not the only way. And that there really isn't like you can be a Christian and not go to not communicate with those people. If if you would just come with us and and they were teaching all kinds of crazy things and mixing it up. And one of the things that we've talked about, even as we've been going through this series, is how our world works the same way. They take a lot of the things that they know the gospel brings. The world takes a lot of the, the peace and the rest and the wisdom that they know the gospel can bring. And they twist it in with their own values in their own way. What sounds right to them. And John speaks specifically to that. And so what I want to be able to say to us is think to yourself and pray on a daily basis asking God, God, are these the people that should be speaking in my life? Am I swallowing stuff from people that, that I shouldn't be receiving teaching from? Or am, am I judging and I'm, am I cautious about what I'm hearing? Sometimes when we attach the title of pastor to somebody's name, all of a sudden they become the most you know, reliable source. But the truth of it is, I've met some pastors that are just as messed up as everybody that don't have great intentions, that, that in fact a lot of us have experienced even in this city where we've gone to churches and over the years pastors, well-intended people have damaged and hurt and messed up some scenarios. So while I would hope that you'd be like, oh Jeff, he has my best intentions in mind because you know me, you know my heart and you tested that. I don't want you to just swallow whatever I have to say. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, is this right? I want you to look into the word. I don't want you to just to take what I say. I want you to read the word. I want you to let the Holy Spirit guide you in those things. And, and if, if there's a sense of ah, that may be a little off, then we have a conversation about it. It's super important that we do that. And if I'm saying that about me, then that needs to happen on every level of our lives. Do these people have my best intentions and my spirit and my heart 
and my relationship with Jesus as the number one thing? Or are they trying to get something out of me? What John was saying here to these people is that in this world there are already people that oppose God. Okay, you've got to remember here John is the last of the disciples, the last of the original followers of Christ, the inner circle. And so he's coming to this place where he's saying, um, you've heard it, like Jesus hasn't been gone for all that long necessarily. And he said to us that there would be people who would come along and they were going to challenge and they were going to push and they were going to say he wasn't the real thing. And those people already exist in our world. And they are anti-Christ. They are against the message of the cross. They are against the message of the gospel because they think it would be a better idea that I would be okay on my own. That, that maybe if Fred and I just had an agreement that we were going to be better dudes, that we could make it out of this alive. That, that maybe it would be easier if, if we could just agree we're going to sing some better songs and not curse a lot and not harm anybody. That, that maybe that would be the answer. And John says, don't forget the only answer is Jesus. The only message is Jesus. The only message and the only truth is the cross. And anybody who opposes that is an anti-Christ, is opposed to that message and needs to be put away from you. One of the things working with students for a really long time that I find that we do as adults a lot of the time is we justify hanging out and listening to people whose way is not patterned after the fellowship and the truth of the message of the cross. Well, they're good people. They're well-intended people. But what ends up happening is down the road, when we've got two bases, two different foundations, it doesn't benefit us in the long run. So who do you listen to? First, I would give you this. When you're listening, listen to the Holy Spirit first. Listen to that voice in your head, in your spirit that says, ah, watch out here, or yeah, go there. You need to look into your heart first and, and ask God, okay, God, on an everyday basis, will you have, will you give to me a bit of your spirit to be able to see things the way that you see them? There's a lot of us, though, that don't really trust our guts. Like that feeling when you get kind of rocked and you realize maybe my gut reaction is not the best way. Maybe that's where you're at. So then the, the, the second place that I would go, and probably it's got the most important authority beyond even what we feel in our heart, because that's, that's tough to sort out, would be the Word of God. If there's something going on and you know that it has been spoken against in the Word of God, then run. Like, get out. Go away. Don't. <laughs> be very cautious. So what we do is we kind of say, we say from the very beginning, God, help me to see the things you need me to see and be able to understand the things that you want me to understand. And then secondarily, God, help me as I read your word. Would you open my eyes and my understanding? Would you make it really clear for me? The Bible talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit's job is to make it clear when we read the word. That as we read the word of God, that it would be very clear and it would speak directly to our hearts so that we can choose, so that we can understand, so that we can decide and so we can follow his way. Another place we look is the people that are proven in our lives. 
One of the tests that we had when we were talking about feeling and sensing the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in our lives to planting a church was then we had a few people who'd proven to be godly people and trustworthy people in our lives. That Cindy and I said, hey, this is what we feel like God's saying. How does that hit you? How, how, does that make sense? Or is this just pizza that's speaking back to me? And people began to say, no, no, this is the truth. This, is, this sounds right. This is a good way. And so as we look at how do we know, where do we go? John is really clear. Does it speak the message of the gospel? Does it proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ as the only way, the truth, and the life? And we look at it and we say, God, give us the vision for that. Help me when I read your word to be able to decipher those things. And God, would you bring people around me who can support encourage and strengthen that pathway i want to encourage us it starts with prayer it moves to pages it finishes a lot of the time with people and prayer pages and people can lead us to places that god has definitely prepared the way and i've used a lot of peas and this is not mr popper's penguins but this is the word of god and this is the instruction of john be cautious be sober be vigilant don't let your guard down because when you're least expecting it there are people who are in this world who want to defame and dis- discredit the name of jesus and they want to take you down so who do you listen to prayer pages people lead us to his promises I want to pray over you guys, and then we're going to go have dinner and a time together as we go. Father God, we come before you right now, and we thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy uh, and the way that we experienced you. Lord, I thank you for even just like some of these really, really practical things that we hear from John from a grandpa's heart when he's gone through his life and he's preached this message and he's shared the truth for so, so incredibly long. And now he's coming and he's saying, this is the most important. These are the things that are of utmost important. You need to know who to listen to. You need to know that there are people who would oppose the gospel, that would oppose the heart of God. God, tonight I pray over this crowd that's here. I pray over our kids that you would help us see and to know the patterns that you want us to follow. That you would help us understand the pathway that you're leading us into. And God, in Jesus' name, we ask for your authority over our lives. We submit to your authority in our lives. And and where you tell us to go, that's where we want to go. But where you tell us to stay, that's where we'll stay. Father, I'm thankful that John reminds us that greater is the one who lives in me. Greater is the Spirit of God that lives in me than the Spirit that is in the world. And that I don't have to be afraid. I don't want to have to walk around in fear and anxiety, wondering if my next step is going to lead me on a path to destruction. No, there is a greater Spirit at work in my heart because I know and I trust in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I praise you for your good word and your good work in our lives. And then as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed and we kind of passing through this time, 
I hope that the message made sense to you tonight. I hope that it was clear enough. This, this passage is really direct. But I also know that there are people that come to this church every single week who look like Christians and act like Christians who really haven't submitted their lives to the authority of the work of God. They're, they're not invested in prayer. The Holy Spirit is not in your work and your everyday life. There's not a place where you're diving into the pages and letting the Word of God speak to you. And, and you've got a lot of places in your life where you know that there's people that you let invest in your life that do not have the Spirit of God in them. If you're here tonight and you have not had the opportunity to say, God, I surrender. I want you to be my God. I want you to be in control. I want you to be in first place. Then I want to give you that opportunity tonight. If you really would like to say, God, I'm done trying to mix in a little bit of the truth with a little bit of what I want to do, and I just want to do it your way. I want you to be in charge. If that's where you're at right now, I want to give you the chance to respond to that call of God in your life. All I'm going to ask you to do is just to raise your hand and look at me so we can pray together so that I can make sure that we are pointedly, connectedly serving you in a very specific way. But it's not a big thing. So if God's saying that to you, I want to be in control. I want to run your life. I want, to, I want you to give everything to me. And you are ready to respond. This would be a great time for you to just raise your hand, look at me, and let me respond through prayer. of God in his leading. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you just call out those things to the Lord? You don't have to do it out loud, but just in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own spirit, would you surrender those places in your life to him tonight? He wants to own those things, and he wants to give you peace. So just in your own moment, in your own space, ask God and let him know you surrender those places to him. Ask him to give you peace. Help you to see who to listen to. So God, we end with this thought. We are yours. We trust you. We want to obey you. We honor you with our lives. We want to live for you, and we want to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Father, I pray over people here who are stricken and literally stuck because of anxiety and stress that they deal with on an everyday basis. Would you, in your righteousness, in your holiness, come and bind them up? Would you begin to make straight the crooked paths in their hearts and minds and spirits? Would you give us wisdom for understanding what you control and the power and the immensity of your good name and the sacrifice of your great son? Father, would we be a people who are known by our surrender to your glory? We praise you.
want to receive every blessing that God has for us. We don't do this because he's going to zap us with some kind of God powers or anything like that. But we do this because we want to be blessed. We want to know that he is covering us. We are saying, God, with open hands, we receive what you have for us this week. sunshine of this day. May he bless you. And may his Holy Spirit keep you and anoint your head every minute of every day until we meet again. And may his presence be so heavy upon you that you may not be turned aside by the things that want to catch your attention this week. So your eyes and your heart would be fixed on him. And may the blessings of a good God who blessed us with his good son be upon you and give your heart and your mind and your spirit rest this week for those of you who are troubled. And your burdens be lifted because he is lifted up. May your hands do the work of God and your hearts communicate the love of God this week. And may the Almighty God be with you as you go from this place. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And everybody said, Amen.